This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. The statistics are overwhelming. This year alone, 1.2 million dogs will be euthanized due to space, behavior problems, or medical complications, and it breaks our hearts. There's a nonprofit organization who came up with an ingenious way to give them a new lease on life and help our soldiers who are suffering at the same time. You're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio, and I'm Jody Miller Young, your host. Today, you'll meet Rennie Gabriel to tell you about a wonderful organization called Shelter to Soldier and how it's saving more than dogs' lives. But first, we'll take a short break from our sponsor. So grab that favorite beverage, get comfortable, and we'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. If you just joined, you're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio, and I'm Jody Miller-Young, your host. Today, we're welcoming Rennie Gabriel to talk about an organization near and dear to his heart called Shelter to Soldier. Hey, Rennie, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Jody. And I want to make it clear up front, and you did, it's not my charity. I'm just a major yes. donor of it. So yes, it's very close to my heart. But some people, because I talk so much about it, think it's a charity I started, which I did not. Thank you for making that clear for my listeners. But you are so close to it that I feel like you and I talking about it is the next best thing, right? Yes. So I want people, I want my listeners to know all about this. So tell us what Shelter to Soldier is and how it came about. Well, Shelter to Soldier rescues dogs from environments where they would likely be euthanized or die, like a shelter or on the street. And Shelter to Soldier trains them over a 12 to 18 month period to be certified service dogs for soldiers who've returned with post-traumatic stress disorder or traumatic brain injuries or other issues who would have likely committed suicide. So this charity is saving two lives at a time, dogs that could have been euthanized and soldiers that could have committed suicide. It's incredible. And you're going to share some powerful stories with us, one or two that I've, I've read online on their site. And it's, it really, it gives you goosebumps what this combination, how powerful this combination is. Tell my listeners how Shelter to Soldier came into your life. 
Well, it was strange route, but uh, maybe not so strange. My wife happened to be the chairperson of the Los Angeles chapter of the Berkshire Hathaway Charitable Foundation. And someone who was aware of this charity, it, it had pretty much just started. And she brought it to my wife's attention and asking for a donation. My wife knew I was always, well, we were always donating to animal causes. I was also donating to veteran causes. And she said to me, Rennie, here's a charity that's taking care of dogs and veterans at the same time. Check it out. And I just, I fell in love with it. And the more people I met and the more I found out about it, the more in love I became. Understandable. Um, now, I've heard of all kinds of service dogs, but the term psychiatric dog, although, you know, it seems obvious what it is, I've never heard of that as a service dog category. Is this an official service dog category? Well, they are trademark registered terms for shelter to soldier in terms that they created the term shelter to soldier psychiatric dog and shelter to soldier service dog. So those are their trademark terms. And the point is, they provide different services. Now, I'm not an authority on this topic, but what I can tell you is that they certify these two types of dogs and the psychiatric service dog is individually trained to do work or perform tasks for the benefit of an individual with psychiatric, intellectual, or another mental disability. While an emotional support dog can provide comfort, companionship, and relieve loneliness, but they're not trained to perform specific tasks for their owner or handler. The emotional support dogs are not permitted in public establishments like restaurants, stores, or VA facilities like a psychiatric service dog would be. So, and I don't know if, if you go this deep with the organization to know the answer to this, but can you give us a couple of examples of the types of tasks that a psychiatric dog would perform as opposed to an emotional support dog? Well, I've been fortunate enough to go to their facility because of you know the amount of money I've donated, and they would take me on a tour to show me the different kinds of things the psychiatric service dog can do. It can open doors when they've been changed so that, you know, it's not a knob, but a handle. They can turn on and off light switches. They can move chairs. They can, you know, get the newspaper and things of that nature. But the most important thing that I've seen, and we'll talk about a specific person later, is that they become so closely bonded to their soldier that they end up doing things they weren't even trained for. As an example, one of the first soldiers who got his dog was having night terrors. I mean, in the middle of the night, he'd be screaming from the trauma that he suffered. The dog jumped up on the bed and would paw at his chest to wake him up from these nightmares, which is not what it was trained for. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Incredible. Yeah. Can you take us through the process, how it works when a soldier applies to get a service dog from the organization? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's easy. There's an application button right on the homepage of sheltertosoldier.org, where it asks questions like if that person um, has ever had an animal taken away from them because of abuse, if they've ever been arrested in the last 24 months, if they've been convicted of a felony or misdemeanor. So there's a questioning process that the soldier is asked when they are applying. And also, you know, the soldiers generally send in a letter talking about their situation, why it's so 
important for them to have a dog, you know, and we're going to get more into that when we talk about a couple of personal stories. But also as a part of this, I mean, I know you didn't ask, but I'll tell you anyway. As I mentioned earlier, it takes over a year to fully train the dog. And depending if we're talking about a service or emotional support, we'll determine the functions a dog can perform. And anyway, the point is based on how they're filling out the application, based on how they're communicating, we'll determine what's the most appropriate dog for them. Got it. And then I guess if their application goes through and they're selected, I guess they come down and meet dogs. I just remember hearing this like a speed dating process with a bunch of different dogs until they find one where there's like a connection. Yeah, exactly. As um, people who log on to well to sheltertosoldier.org and they check out a video uh, for Adam, they'll find that the dog often chooses who their owner, handler, or veteran will be. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's the dog will bond with the right person. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, the whole, the whole process is amazing. It is. And I really encourage everyone listening to go to the website, sheltertosoldier.org and check out Adam's story. It's right on the homepage. There's a video where he explains his story. It's very, very powerful. And his dog did absolutely choose him. Yeah. How many dogs, do you know this? How many dogs is the organization able to save and how many soldiers' lives have they saved since their inception? Well, currently they've got about 26 dogs in training and they're a young organization. They're only you know a few years old, but they've placed 44 service dogs with veterans and 12 emotional support animals since they launched their program. Wonderful. Wonderful. We always hear about, I mean, in every major city, there's the high kill shelter and, yeah. you know, your heart breaks, but LA is especially in, in areas around LA are especially devastating for dogs. So this is really such a gift for those dogs languishing in shelters. Yeah. And it's interesting that pit bulls have such a bad rap yes. and many of the dogs that become service animals are either pit or pit bull mixes. Most of the dogs are mixes of some sort mm -hmm. that people in one way or another discarded that have a purpose in life that are now saving other people's lives. Yes, exactly. Many people don't know this, but back in the, in the 40s, the pit bull was revered. They were called the nanny dogs yes, because they were so great with children and infants. They were family dogs. And um, the very first dog to receive a medal in World War II, I mean, the very first dog I think ever to receive a medal was in World War II, and it was a picnics. And these dogs have, it's not only that, that pit bulls have gotten a bad rap, but it's any dog that has a square face because pit mixes today are the predominantly what people call pit bulls. And it's like a melting pot of the Staffordshire and this dog and that dog. And it's just very, very sad because it's almost always the owner or the lives that they've led that's, you know, gotten them to that place if they are a problem dog. So yes. I'm really happy that you're sharing that too. We are going to take a short break from our sponsor, but when we come back, we're going to hear a personal story that Rennie is going to share that is going to really warm your heart. So don't go away. Refresh that beverage. Get cozy. 
and we'll be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. If you've just joined, you're listening to Bark and Swagger on Pet Life Radio, and I'm Jody Miller-Young. We're talking today with Rennie Gabriel about the wonderful organization he is a part of in that he supports it. He's been involved with it for a long time, and it's very near and dear to his heart, and it's called Shelter to Soldier. Rennie, You had mentioned a very compelling story about a gentleman named Vic, a soldier named Vic. Can you share that with my listeners? Uh, Absolutely. Um, Vic was in uh, the Navy. He did underwater demolition work. And unfortunately, on one of his missions, things went wrong. He suffered a traumatic brain injury. Uh, And when he came home, Uh, he stuttered so badly that he was not even able to communicate with his own wife and children. Oh my goodness. He, he isolated himself at home group sessions with in the VA were of no value. I mean, he would, you know, he wasn't able to communicate. He had enormous amounts of anger punching his hand through walls because so frustrated at his inability to, to even speak. Um, you know, so obviously he he was deteriorating from the standpoint of being a father to his children, a husband to his wife. Uh, and along came Shelter to Soldier. He was one of the first people to get a dog. His dog's name was Kira, and she was a pit bull or pit bull mix. Um, and from He's the person that I was speaking to that was not trained to jump on the bed. The dog was not trained to jump on the bed and wake someone up from night terrors. But that's what Kira did from Vic. And this is not what she was trained for. Um, Eventually, he was able to go out into society, go to the grocery store with his wife, go to the the soccer games for his daughters, you know, and, and begin to come back and be a contributing member of society for his family. Um, He ended up beginning to, well, the stuttering eased and he was able to begin talking and communicating. Oh, wow. To the point where when I, excuse me, this is difficult. When I first met Vic, he was speaking to the office 
where my wife is a realtor, about his experience in Sheltered a Soldier, so eloquently, he brought me and other people to tears. Um, he's become an ambassador for Sheltered a Soldier and is a public speaker Amazing. from a man who couldn't even talk to his own wife. Amazing. So he's moved from isolating at home to bringing hope to other people, to raising money for Shelter to Soldier and being a public speaker for the, an, an outreach person for the organization. Um, his photo and Kira's photo is on Shelter to Soldier. And unfortunately, Kira was such a wonderful dog. And since she was one of the first dogs to be assigned to a soldier, people would pet her and want to be nice to her. She's a service dog. She was supposed to be working. And eventually, she ended up having to be retired from her work because she loved the affection. <laughs> so he's, end, he's gotten a new theater. dog. Yeah, he's gotten a new service dog. But, um, you know. Does Kira was, still live with him as just a family dog? Yes. So now she's just oh. a family dog. Yeah. And he has a new service dog. Um, and, and I have to accept part of the blame because <laughs> I was fondling Kira too. <laughs> so, you know, it's my fault, uh, you know, as long, <laughs> along with other people. You but just now couldn't help yourself. I know. I understand. Yeah. Believe me, you're preaching to the converted. Um, this is a huge testament to the human animal bond, um, and the power of the human animal bond, um, that is demonstrated over and over again. Um, do you happen to have any stories to share about dogs who made it out of the shelter system and came to shelter to soldier? Well, Kira is one of them. Yes. My wife and I, well, I should talk about the cost. The cost to train one of the dogs uh, with the veterinary bills, uh, having to pay for the trainer, uh, the food, housing the veteran who ends up being trained with the dog runs about $15,000. There's wow. no government support. It's all contributions. Um, they've raised money from Petco, from the Los Angeles Rams, Berkshire Hathaway, which is where my wife was, you know, funding the charity, Northrop Grumman, that my wife introduced them to. Uh, so far, my wife and I have been able to fund the rescue of about six dogs who've been placed with soldiers, and all of them came from a shelter where they could have been euthanized. And one of them actually was out, found on the street. Wow. That's beautiful, Rennie. You and your wife are doing such amazing work. If people want to donate to this organization, what's the best way? Uh, there's two ways. They could either go to sheltertosoldier.org and donate there, or they can go to my website, which is wealthonanyincome.com and pick any of the, the buttons where they see shelter to soldier, and that'll take them to a page where they can donate. The advantage, obviously, if they go to wealthonanyincome.com is that I'll get credit for those donations. It just shows how much more money that I've raised. And I just started that like a month ago. That's wonderful. And I just feel compelled we didn't talk about doing this, but because you brought up wealth on any income, I feel compelled because people should know that the system that you created that's behind wealth on any income 
took you from really struggling financially to being able to put basically the money that you make towards this charity. Can you just tell people briefly about that? Uh, yeah. Maybe helpful to people. Yeah. So yeah. So I'd appreciate it if, if they're going to donate that they do it through my website. And if they go to wealthonanyincome.com forward slash TEDx, they'll also be able to see my TEDx talk uh, where I talk about how books, movies, and society has programmed people to be poor. And The Cure is a 27-page roadmap to complete financial choice. They'll also get a, a weekly email with tips, techniques, or inspiration around their business or their money. Because when I was age 50, after a couple of divorces and a business failure, I was flat broke. I started all over from broke at age 50. And now I'm at the point where I can donate 100% of the profits from my books, from my programs, from my coaching. It all goes to Shelter to Soldier. Amazing. Amazing. That's the story. That's beautiful. So are there any social platforms we should let people know about? Also, to find Shelter to Soldier, we know sheltertosoldier.org. We know if they want to donate, wealthonanyincome.com is a great way to do it. Are there social platforms that we should share? Uh, probably the only social platforms uh, would be LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, TikTok, Facebook, <laughs> and uh, am I missing? And, and, and Twitter. Those would probably be the only ones. Just those. And it's sheltered a soldier, yeah? Yes. Okay, beautiful. Rennie, thank you so, so much for coming on the show today and sharing this incredible organization and the beautiful work they're doing and the beautiful work you and your wife are doing to allow them to keep doing what they're doing. So thank you. You're welcome. It's, it's my honor. It's my pleasure. I'm blessed to be able to donate all that money to them. Absolutely. And thank you all for listening. Thanks to our producer, Mark Winter. Mark, you make us sound so good. We love you for that. My passion is living stylishly, animal rescue, and health. So tune in next time to discover the designers, home decor, rescue stories, and health experts with great stories and important info to share. So until next time, when fierce fashion calls, bark and swagger. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.